Don't let your desire to get something out into the world, a tactic, take the place of strategy. Strategy takes time and some soul searching, but in the end, the work will be worth it and all future work will be managed more efficiently and effectively. Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. week I spent some time reflecting on my podcast journey and looking at the episodes that have been the most popular. In the top 10 episodes, four are solo episodes and six are interviews. But by quite a distance, episode 12, Brand Strategy, Do You Have One?, is the most downloaded episode. Brand strategy is important, but it is often considered an unnecessary task or even busy work. This couldn't be further from the truth. A brand strategy, especially when it is interlocked with your business strategy, can make your day-to-day life as a leader, owner, or entrepreneur so much easier. I share three scenarios where having a defined brand strategy can help guide your message development as well as your path to purposeful decision-making. Let's give it a listen. How well do you really know your business? And when I ask that question, what I'm thinking about is, do you know what your service standards are? What are your expectations for the experiences that you want to deliver? But equally, do you know how you want to present yourself when it comes to talking to a new new client or a prospective client? And how do you want your employees to represent the business and the brand when they're talking to to clients on the phone or when they're experiencing them one-on-one? And how about the opportunities that you have to be able to recreate what you're doing or add a new service? Do you know what that, how that works and how that fits in to those service standards and to your brand strategy? Just this week alone, I've talked with people who are struggling with those things and not, not struggling in a significant way, but just in a way that it gives them pause. It makes them stop and think, I'm not really sure what I want to, how I want to present myself in this situation or how I need to go forward or what's missing in order to be able to empower somebody to be able to do the work I'm asking them to do. This is where brand strategy and business strategy start to overlap a little bit because when you have a really strong brand strategy, that strategy that you're talking about, that platform, that foundational information about your brand your business as a brand touches into areas such as customer experience, operations, revenue, finances, human resources, as well as marketing, advertising, branding. Your brand literally touches every aspect of your business. And if you haven't thought about how that works, I would say you have a little bit of homework you should do because the result of having all of those aspects of your business supported or thought of anyway, as it relates to how does my brand show up in these instances, is going to make future decisions that you have coming at you easier to to decipher 
and more confidently step in the direction that you need to go. And that's all part of being very purposeful or intentional in what you're doing. Back in the very first episode of this podcast, I talked about what is the definition of purpose. And I feel like it might be good to revisit that right now. Purpose as a noun is the reason for which something is done or created. And it also means a person's sense of resolve or determination. And as a verb, it is to have as one's intention or objective. So everything that I just outlined about the way that branding supports business operations goes back to that idea of it's the reason for which something is done or created. Because when you understand why your brand exists, why your business exists, you then know the purpose of why it exists. And then you can intentionally create the path and the roadmap and the foundation, but it is foundational. And when you understand those things, you are you have a guide. You have the ability to go back to your original intention, your original purpose, and be able to say, yes, this is what I need to do. No, this doesn't fit. This is not on brand. This is on brand. So let me give you some examples that I've encountered recently of where it is really beneficial to have your business and brand strategy interlocked and mapped out in a way that you can go back and look at it as a resource, as a guide to be able to help you know what to do or what to say in the situation that you're facing. I had a colleague recently who was talking about the struggle that she has when it comes to business development and most specifically the idea of sales. I think all of us want to avoid coming across as being really salesy, right? That was something that she was very concerned about. She was asking us all for some advice on how to approach cold calling and approach the individuals that she had identified as being key prospects for her. One of the questions that I asked her about that list of people was, how do you know that you have a solution to the problem that those individuals have? And if you do know the answer to that, how can you use your brand story to guide the conversation that you want to have with them? How can you use that knowledge about what it is that you do to serve your clients to guide the conversation that you're going to have with this potential client? So I went a step further and I started to explain to her that, you know, when you go in and sit down and talk to somebody who is a prospect, you want to put them in the center of the conversation, position them as the hero in the conversation you're having or the story that you're going to create around this interaction you're going to have with them, and then position yourself as the guide. Think of yourself as as a Yoda or an Albus Dumbledore, depending on which movie series you you prefer, both of those individuals were there to help their primary hero navigate the waters that they needed to get through in order to be able to accomplish their end goal. And they had direction and support and input that they gave to those to those main characters to be able to accomplish that. And that's exactly what you want to do when you're talking to a prospect, is keep them the center of your attention. And offer them insights about how you can help solve the problem that they're facing. If you don't know your story, take the time to map it out. Really get to know your target audience. Identify their challenges, not just at the surface level, but what it is about that challenge that really bothers them, that keeps them awake at night. Most often you'll find it isn't as simple as just needing what you provide. 
You really need to understand why it is a problem for them and then speak to how you can solve that underlying issue. And you need to understand what they view as success. What is their happy ending? And when you're on the same page with them, it will make helping them that much easier. And throughout the story, you also need to be laying the groundwork for credibility for yourself. They have to know you, like you, and trust you to want to do business with you. So you have to show them you're capable of helping them overcome the problem. And you can do this by being empathetic, explaining to them how you've been in a similar situation, show that you can relate to the current environment that they're working in, and establishing that you have experience with the solution that you're offering. And when it comes to offering that solution, you need to know your plan. What are the services you offer that will solve their problem? How do they access them? But remember, keep it simple. If you get too complicated, they will move on to something that's less intimidating or more easily understood. And how are you going to invite them to take action? Having your story mapped out and understood makes conversations with prospective clients or customers so much easier. You may not need to tap into every element of that story that I just outlined for you, but by knowing what each of those points are, you have a resource or a tool in your toolbox that you can go to when the conversation turns to being able to empathize with what they're, what they're facing or knowing how to present the solution that you have or speaking to their pain points. All those things, you've already anticipated them. You've purposefully outlined them because you know the audience very well and you understand what their problems are. Additionally, having all of that information mapped out and knowing it really well is going to help you stay focused on them and offer the how and the why you can help them when you've got those things readily available to you. So another example that I encountered this week is understanding the value of having that that business and brand strategy interlocked when you're looking at changing the course of your business. When you're looking at making a pivot, unless it's a, an abrupt change and stop, which then I would argue it's not really a pivot, it's a stopping one business and starting a new one, you're likely still rooted in that unique purpose of why you started your business. It's just now you're modeling it slightly different or you're adjusting who your audience is because you've come to know them better and you can fine tune it to be better focused. But it could also be that you're shifting because you've realized that the problem that you were solving at one point is not as significant of a problem as what another portion of the problem is and there's greater opportunity. By knowing what your brand looks like, what your expectations are for your brand and for your business, things like your brand promise, the services that you're going to offer, the experience that you want your customers to have, how you are going to serve them, how you present yourself in writing, visually, how you speak. So regardless of where the words are coming from, whether they're printed on a page, on your website, or actually spoken from you or one of your representatives, being consistent with that is critical. 
what are you committed to doing, not only for yourself in the business, but for those you serve and the results that you deliver? And how are you different from others? These are all key points that when you have them in alignment, then you can look at how does this pivot that you're contemplating, how does it fit? Where does it fit within the services that we offer or the individuals that we serve or the experience that we want our customers to have? How do you need to modify those things or adjust them? If they are too far astray one way or the other, then you might need to take a step back and say, well, wait a minute, are we, are we moving too far away from our core? You know, an example that I like to use a lot for illustrating this is one that Simon Sinek references in Start With Why. Many years ago, Gateway Computers decided they wanted to enter into the television space. They were met with a lot of resistance and did not succeed in that. But really, why was that? Because if you think about it, a flat panel television is no different than a flat panel computer monitor. But they were so aligned with desktop computers and the use of computers and what computers did in our day-to-day lives that the credibility for them in the TV space, which is much more, at the time anyway, much more entertainment focused than it was productivity focused, which is really where those computers, what computers were for at the time that Gateway was trying to make this inroad into the entertainment industry with televisions. People didn't believe them. They didn't believe that they had a good product. They didn't understand that it was the same technology. If they were trying to do that today, maybe they would have had an easier time, but they were so firmly rooted into what they did within a narrow niche market of productivity and computers for productivity purposes that people could not make that leap to believe that they were a good television brand. So think about that as you're evaluating a new service offering or a pivot that you're considering making in your business. And when you have these When you have your brand strategy mapped out and it aligns with your business objectives and you're bringing it into into the operational decision-making processes that you go through, all of that will be so much easier if you've taken the time to have those thought processes developed. Of course, I'm not saying that once they're developed that they're written in stone and you can't respond to market needs or changes in what's available or a way that the market has been disrupted in some some way shape or form but you're still going to have a basis that foundation again to come back to and help ground you and say yes this makes sense no this doesn't make sense now that I'm ready to start talking publicly about this new direction that I'm going or this pivot that our company is making A lot of the work that you need to do to be able to help illustrate the purpose of that change is all going to be there in those brand and marketing strategy and business strategy work that you've already done. And I talk a little bit more, or actually I talk quite a bit more about this in episode four, which is called Branding as a Verb, and episode six, which is titled Characterizing Your Brand. And in that 
In both of those, I talk much more in much more detail about the different elements of your brand, the actions that you take in order to be able to support your brand, and how they need to work within the overall operations of your business. Hey, it's Amy. Does this episode have you wondering if you know your brand as well as you could? Maybe you're thinking, how can I have more clarity around my business purpose and its mission, vision, and values? Or what drives my brand personality and how does that impact my business? First, I want you to know you are not alone. I see this a lot. It is easy to jump headfirst into developing marketing tactics, thinking you can just figure out the rest as you go. But there comes a time when you need to hit that pause button and get really clear on what your brand stands for and how you make your target audience the central character in your brand story. If you're thinking, this sounds so familiar, then you and I should have a chat about clearly defining your brand and story. Just head over to amyaustinmarketing.com and send me a note. I hope to speak with you soon. And the last example I wanted to share is one that is relevant or is something that I'm experiencing personally right now. Started working with a new company and I'm f- my the work that I'm doing is focused on their marketing and branding initiatives specifically as it relates to building awareness for the organization. Part of my natural onboarding process with any new client or new company that I'm working with is to familiarize myself with their brand and their story. And I do that through looking at their website, analyzing their social media, talking with leadership, asking if they have any kind of brand story or brand brand platform documentation written out. Brand standards is another term that you'll hear used a lot. And as I started evaluating those things, I started to realize that one key piece didn't seem to appear anywhere in the background documents, and that was the brand voice. The more I thought about this the, and was hearing some of the challenges that were being faced by the organization and as it related to their their message development and engagement that was happening or not happening it became more and more apparent that not having their brand voice defined was causing a bigger challenge than what you maybe realized it would and i think what was going on or what is going on is that so much of what had been written in the past or the messages that have been developed in the past were just known everyone was very intimately involved in the development of this organization they were very bought into the mission vision and values so it was all just kind of learned through osmosis People had a lot of longevity with the organization and it was just in their head. So the voice, when they'd gone through some other brand work with another agency, hadn't necessarily been the primary focus. It was very much on their visual assets that they were trying to update at that point, as opposed to a look at the comprehensive set of brand elements. And so the challenge then, by not having that brand voice articulated or described in a way is that then it makes it very difficult for me as a newcomer in the organization to be able to write in a way that sounds like the company and 
we've also brought in some additional outside vendor help, such as a social media agency. We're looking at at some copywriting on a variety of different things. And we've got to be able to give them the tools to be able to do it well on our behalf. Because if we don't, then what's going to happen is that everything that they write for a period of time, there's going to be a long onboarding process. Everything that they write, we're going to end up having to tweak, rewrite, edit. And that is somewhat defeating the purpose of why it is that we've brought these organizations on board to help and even why they brought me on to be able to work with them. So I hope that by giving you these three examples and sharing a bit about how your brand strategy and your business strategy work hand in hand to be able to give you that foundation for being able to make the decisions or know how to approach a prospect and know what kinds of conversations to have or even identify when something's missing and the value that it brings to that equation, that overall equation that you need to have in place for your brand strategy. I hope that you understand how those all, uh, how valuable they are and start to shift your thinking about, do we have everything in place that we need to be able to navigate the waters of business development or of a, a pivot in our business and a change of direction or even just as simple as how do we make sure that when we are at a point where we're asking somebody to do some work for us because our bandwidth can't handle anymore, or if you're a independent or a small company and you just need somebody to be able to step in and do some of the, the message development work or some other aspect of the the brand work, you know, maybe you're having somebody come in and do customer service assessments for you. But if you don't have a standard written of what it is that you expect as it relates to experience and service, they don't know what it is that you what it is you value and, and what your expectations are. Don't put this off. View it as a priority. Because it's one of those things that it's so foundational to the work that you do, it can simplify so much. And yes, it's hard work at the beginning. And I think for a lot of people, they view it as work that they're like, almost like busy work. But when you've done the work, there is a clarity that you achieve that's unlike anything that you'll find, at least not very often. And it will allow you to be able to see where you're going and see the path that you need to take to get there. I was reading a website today and one of the things that jumped out at me is it was, it was actually a site that was talking about branding and a similar topic to what we've been talking about right now. And, and one of the things that this individual had written on there was that for her business, a tactic should not overshadow a strategy. And the example that she used, a logo doesn't equal the brand. A logo cannot be developed without the development of a brand. That's so true. Because if you try and develop a logo without understanding who you are as a brand or what you represent as a brand, 
how do you know what that logo is supposed to look like? A great definition of a brand that I'm going to leave you with today is that it is a sum of all interactions and experiences with your business. That's recruitment, retention, onboarding, onboarding new clients, onboarding new employees. It's the sales process. It's the way that you respond to your customers, your clients, to your constituents, who regardless of who they are, whether they're investors or donors or customers or competitors. And it's the way that you present yourself. It's the way your business looks. If you have a storefront, it's the way you greet people when they walk through the door. It's the cleanliness of your office. It's the standards that you have in place in terms of how quickly your phones are answered. It's also how you show up in marketing messages, in advertising, in promotions, what organizations you choose to support through sponsorships. It's all of these things. Every aspect of your business is touched by your brand strategy in some capacity. And as such, you should not ignore it. I hope you've enjoyed this encore presentation of Brand Strategy, Do You Have One? The other solo episodes that are in the top 10 most downloaded include the very first Favorites File episode I did in July of 2019, which is episode five. This is the episode where I shared my top podcast and book recommendations. There is a download available of that list as well. I'll make sure to include it in this week's show notes. And the other top solo episode is episode 20, Empathy in Marketing. And that was released in June of 2020. I've seen so much discussion about the importance of empathy, not only in marketing and branding, but in all aspects of business and life. One post recently declared empathy as the most powerful word in marketing, and another called it the starting point. I did say there were four solo episodes in the top 10. The fourth one is the trailer episode that was released to give people an idea of what the show would cover and why they might want to listen. Next week, we will revisit some of the most popular interview discussions I've had on the show. This includes conversations with Zach Messler and his three steps to a killer message, audio branding with Jody Krangle, knowing your strengths with Erica Olaf, why we should view customer experience as proactive with Joey Coleman, using your strengths to build our stories with Sarah Elkins, and the power of video in storytelling with Matt and Jillian Love. Until then, have a wonderful week. This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.